Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of Sabbath Talks. I'm Daryl Horn, the Executive Director of the San Antonio Baptist Association. We have a great topic today on this podcast. This is podcast number seven in a series of seven podcasts on the Leadership Compass. Podcast number one was an introduction that we did with our guest today. He'll be talking with us in a minute. That was podcast one. Podcast two is Common Purpose. Podcast three, Clear Roles. Number four was Accepted Leadership. Number five, Effective Processes. And number six, Solid Relationships. If you haven't listened to the first six pieces of this uh, series of podcasts, please go back and do that. That will refresh you or or get you caught up on our last piece of the Leadership Compass, which is excellent communication. If you don't have a copy of the Leadership Compass, you can go to the San Antonio Baptist Association. There will be a link on the front. on our landing page, which will allow you to download a copy of it. Joining us today is a friend of mine who introduced me to this uh, particular tool. His name is Bill Hulse. Bill is the pastor of the Putnam City Baptist Church located just outside of Oklahoma City. Bill has been using the Leadership Compass for well over a decade and not only has taught leaders in his church to use it, And he's used it himself quite effectively, but he's also taught leaders from other churches to use uh, the leadership compass. Bill, we want to thank you once again for being a part of Sabbath Talks today. Thank you for giving us your time, and it's a pleasure to have you lead us in a conversation on excellent communication. Awesome. Great. Great to be back with you again, and just thankful for the opportunity. So let's pick up our conversation where we left off last time. This is the the last piece in our leadership compass. And Bill, if you would get us uh, get us started on excellent communication. Well, again, uh, remember each piece has a, an adjective, a clarifier. It's not just communication; it's excellent communication. We're always communicating. Um, most of us have things we do to communicate to our audience, uh, but that doesn't mean it's excellent communication. As a matter of fact, when I first started ministry, I remember um, all we had to do to communicate to a congregation was we had to make a pulpit announcement, and then we had the cutting-edge technology called clip art, and we would Xerox an announcement uh, newsletter, and that's how we communicated to the congregation. Well, think about it all these years later. We're over-communicating. We've got web pages. We've got emails. We've got text. We've got uh, blogs. We've got podcasts. We've got uh, online viewing. We've got all of these things, and yet I wonder, are people hearing us? Are we really connecting? Just because I've communicated doesn't mean I've communicated. Uh, I've had lots of people say, well, man, we announced it. Why didn't anybody get it? Uh, we've been announcing it for four weeks that we're doing this, and I asked somebody, and they didn't even know we were doing it. Well, that's a sign that we aren't excellent in our communication. And so this piece of the compass reminds us we've got to be as strategic in communicating as we are our processes, our roles, and our purpose. 
That, you know, that's a tremendous point because we are over flooded in our society with communication. It's uh, it, it's it's so true. We are no wonder people are stressed out from just the communication. I can't tell you how many hundreds of emails I get every day, and probably ninety percent of them are junk. But right. I still have to wade through them to uh, to to weed them out. Uh, we have found here in our association when we're communicating with churches or pastors, it takes, uh, we call it an, uh, a specific number of touches, like five yep. touches. Mm-hmm. It might, yep. You know, it might be uh, a post on Facebook. It might be a direct email, a uh, text message, a uh, postcard. But really, for us, we have found that the personal phone call uh, uh, outweighs all the other forms of communication. It's still that personal connection uh, that that is vitally important in communication. Well, that's big time, and it's becoming a big concern for me. Um, of course, you and I, um, we're, we're we're getting to the uh, elder stage of leadership, if you will. We've been in this a while. New leaders that are coming in behind us, uh, let's go to the millennial generation, they're not as much about the phone calls in the person. They've grown up with screens and uh, technological connection, social media connection, and that personal interaction is uh, a challenge uh, for their generation. And it's concerning me for the future uh, of how just because we're communicating, look, we post it on Instagram, we post it on YouTube. That's that's fine, but that doesn't mean you've reached your audience. That doesn't mean just because the information's out there that it's being heard. So it's a constant uh, challenge for our team. Uh, multi-generationally, our strategies are, we have, we have to constantly evaluate our communication strategies. How do we communicate? How do we reach our audience? And we have multifaceted strategies. We know that there's a dinosaur generation that still exists that hadn't died off yet. We know there's a digital generation that's coming in to the life of the church because we're multi-generational. Well, we got to speak both languages. And that, that takes a strategic effort and that takes some thought and some uh, strategy. And, and I don't think we're as serious about communication as we think we are. Well, you know what's interesting? You, you mentioned the generational differences. You know, you, you mentioned uh, making an announcement. <laughs> you mentioned clip art. That that sounds like something I'd, that ought to be in the museum. It's so old. That, <laughs> yeah. But there's some of us that actually remember clip art. Uh, now you have Illustrator and so many mm-hmm. other uh, tools. And <clears throat> matter of fact, if uh, if anybody listening goes to our webpage, some of the some of the graphics that we have on our webpage were were done in Illustrator. And the leadership compass that we're offering to everyone free download well done uh, is is a di- design that came off Illustrator. But you know what's interesting is is just the generational differences and how communication has changed over all the all the years, and it continues to change and continues to develop. And what I hear you saying is having a multi-strategy uh, in place, not just doing one thing, but doing a number of things at the same time, um, having, a, having a broad plan. Talk, talk with us about the importance of having 
someone, you know, used to churches didn't have someone on staff that that really had to focus on communication. What what have you experienced over the decades uh, of the changing and the culture in relation to needing somebody on staff that can do a Facebook, can do um, a web page, who can do graphics, who can do video, who can do the other things that now seem to be necessary? Well, this is a real challenge, especially for Southern Baptist life. I think statistics tell us, you know this better than I do probably, Daryl, uh, what's the percentage, the size of churches that are a hundred or less? You know, I've, I've I've heard is probably seventy five, eighty percent of the. That's what I was thinking. Convention, at least, yeah, at least in the eighty percent range. Uh, and so, I don't want to lose anybody in the audience that says, "Well, man, they're talking about a situation that doesn't even relate to me." I've got a small church context. Uh, we're lucky to even have a web page. I can't hire. We don't have a budget to support. Well, you don't have to. You have church members who can assist and help that can be tapped into. What I love about your association, Daryl, is you are making resources available that churches may not be able to do themselves that you're assisting. What what an awesome vision you have to understand you need to help churches to do a better job at communicating the gospel, whether it's through podcasting, video, graphic design, and you're making that available to your churches. Man, I think that is cutting edge and huge. Well, speaking of that, one of the things that we we started last year but have really focused a lot of our attention on this year, and that is Saba Radio. Anyone that's listening can go to sabaradio.org, and you will go to a 24-7 radio station that plays Christian music. But one of the things that we decided to do and just you know like like in the last pod or two podcasts ago we talked about the brainstorming process of get crazy get real and then get busy the get crazy part was how could we help our churches that are small be able to communicate in a better way to the community around us and you know on the internet it's it's international and so we create a, a radio station and we feature some of the smaller churches that seem to not have as much of a an impact or a, a voice in the community, but that, that is one piece of, of trying to bring a, a higher level of communication to what our local churches are doing. One of the things I've seen over the years is I remember when um, – Basically, uh, the level of what a church needed was somebody to type out the bulletin that was handed yeah. out on the Sunday morning. Uh-huh. Right. And now, churches have full-time staff people who do nothing but communication. That that has been a tremendous change. Matter of fact, yeah. um, speaking of communication, I I don't know of anyone else who is is trying this, but. Our association has our has our first church plant that is completely digital. There's wow. nothing in person, but it is completely uh, discipleship starts in small groups. Everything's digital, but that that's another means of communication. What what have you seen some of the challenges as far as uh, in churches in relation to communication? Well, I think the biggest challenge is just because we've communicated doesn't mean we've connected with the audience. So 
in this piece, um, you know, this used to be a three-day workshop that we would come in and help leaders not only understand, uh-oh, we're not doing well at communication. Well, what do I do to fix it? There are some tools that uh, can be provided. I know you're going to be able to provide coaching. Uh, there are other ways of getting help to be a better communicator with audiences. Uh, Mancini's group and others are given some great tools. Uh, but one of the tools we have is, is a reminder that there's four pieces to communication. The old model of communication was I simply announce or make you aware of the information, and then I expect you to get it, receive it, and act on it. Um, that's a one-directional, two-dimensional communication model. What we do is we remind people that there's actually other zones you have to go through if you're really going to connect with an audience or if you've really communicated. Yes, you need to make them aware of information. Uh, the second, though, the second area you need to look at is their understanding of what you've just said. Uh, sometimes, we, when I first got to the church I'm at now, we implemented at the very beginning a strategic planning process, uh, identifying why we had a 31-acre campus, what we were going to do with it long-term, how it related to our common purpose, blah, 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 and we went through a two-year season. Uh, that was a whole communication strategy that I developed for two years, I knew that they wouldn't get it in six months or three months, that we needed to take our time to go through the processes, to discover who we were, but to communicate that to the church and wake up two years later. That was a two-year process. When we got a snowstorm uh, that knocked us out of a Sunday, it didn't take us two years to get that message out. That was a direct. That was a more direct line of communication because of the need of the moment. Does that make sense, the difference in, yes. Yes, in, in it does. how we communicate? So um, do they understand what we're saying? We need to evaluate that. Then the third piece is their attitude. Well, I may announce a direction. They may start showing me a stinking attitude, and it's one of two reasons. Either I've communicated the wrong thing or they don't understand what I've communicated. So I need to look at do they understand What's their attitude? Are they embracing it? Are they resisting it? Before I ever lead us to a point of commitment, what are you going to do with the information I've shared? So when you think through those four zones, it helps you develop a communication strategy. It makes sure that you've communicated well. Uh, one of the things I hate is I'll be spending time with my wife, and maybe I'm distracted with things that I brought home from work or things we're dealing with in our family life or I'm zoning out and she's talking to me and I'm listening, but then she'll ask that famous question, Bill, what did I just say? Well, <laughs> yeah. it can either be a Peanuts cartoon where it's wah, 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 and I, I heard the noise, but I didn't pay attention. I didn't understand what she was saying or, uh, you know, I wasn't paying attention. She can tell whether I've really received or not in my attitude. So when you bring those variables to a uh, in my context, a church context, or whatever the ministry environment is, don't just bark at people and don't just tell them the right information. Make sure you're giving them enough time to embrace information. Make sure you're giving them enough touches like you talked about uh, to where they can understand. And that gives better attitude. And if I have better attitude, it's easier for them to follow the communication moving forward. Well, what you're talking about is is um, maybe another way to express it is the emotions of it. You know, the people have emotions sometimes with information that they hear, 
that that's why they say um they being psychologists i guess say uh don't get on facebook before you go to bed because most <laughs> people that get on facebook you know it, somebody's yeah. communicating but you get on facebook and your emotions get typically negative and they say don't go to bed like that because you won't sleep well yeah uh just the emotional response is uh is the attitude uh is somebody receiving it well what are their emotions well, and what are the mental roadblocks to the communication and and discovering what what are the pushbacks i'm going to get and thinking through those and being able to address those uh, as you communicate uh, well, and here's, here's what gets really difficult. Let me throw one more thing. I hope we have time. Look at what's going on with COVID and even vaccinations. Um, we're a year into this, and you still have a divided audience, even in the pews, on what they believe about COVID. Do masks work or not work? Should I take the vaccine or should I not take the vaccine? We have equally divided camps who think everybody should take the vaccine, and we have another divided camp, and these are Christians. And they'd say, you're crazy if you take the vaccine. So where are they getting their understanding? Where are they getting their attitude? The message that has been delivered has been confusing. We have uh, polarized media input and sources that validate both sides of the argument, and we have a divided audience. So um, it is way more difficult in my mind to communicate to our culture and our audiences today than it was even 20 years ago. But even though it's difficult, it doesn't mean we give up, and it doesn't mean we keep walking in confusion. We just have to be more strategic. You know, that is a prime example of of communication that has ended up being confusing because you have people from all these different perspectives. And then you have some medical doctors or infectious disease doctors who yep. are on the national level who one week say this, the next week yep. say something else. And the next month, they, they say, don't worry about it. And then they say, no, you need to worry about it. Um, that is, like we've mentioned before, each uh, each component is characterized by a noun, but it's also a descriptive word. And in this situation, or this component, it's excellent communication. And the communication that we're describing is not excellent because it's not clear. Yep. It's not a... You, you know, like like the children of Israel, when they went into battle, they had a trumpet call, and that trumpet was a clear sound that everybody understood. You know, Paul talks about the last trump, you know, where the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those of us who are alive and remain will be caught up to be with the Lord. It's a clear call. It's a clear, a clear message. And confusion, obviously, is not not a part of what God wants. So as as we wrap up this discussion on excellent leadership, what would be our takeaway today from this piece of the compass? Well, I think it's, it's critical. Uh, we know in Scripture it says faith comes from hearing, hearing the Word of God. Uh, communication is so critical. These things have I written that you may know you have eternal life. So God, the perfect author, who's given us his perfect word, even that communication gets twisted in the world in which we live. The filters that people receive, uh, perfect, even perfect God's perfect communication 
can be perverted communication, not because God messed up how we receive the information. So we as leaders uh, have to be very, very strategic and careful and as diligent about what we're communicating as we are all the other pieces. All six of these have to be healthy for the whole to be healthy. You can't just take four and say, well, we at least got the majority of these right. Any one piece that's unhealthy makes the whole unhealthy. So as we go through this, I hope it's challenged your audience to think through these six uh, points of the compass. But it's not enough just to get the information. It's not enough just to be aware. Yeah, I need to think about these things. Um, They need somebody who can walk alongside of them to embrace a new tool. I love power tools. I love watching YouTube videos, how to fix stuff. But I need a master carpenter to walk alongside me. I'll cut my hand off probably with some of these gadgets. Um, I need a practitioner to help me become a practitioner. So I know your association, Daryl, will uh, offer coaching and and supports. Uh, I really want to challenge people. Don't just be aware of how to be better through these six disciplines, but how to actually use them every single day of your life. Well, you bring up a great point, the Scripture obviously being iron sharpens iron, and we sharpen each other, and there's always something to learn from somebody else. One of the things I did when I was in my 20s is I made a commitment to myself that I would be a lifetime learner and that I would continue to develop as a person no matter what my age was. And God willing, if I get to my 90s, I still want to be learning from somebody else. Amen. Bill, uh, we want to thank you as an association for, for spending time, seven podcasts, to sharpen us as leaders. Thank you for iron sharpening iron, and you have been iron to us in all seven podcasts. So we want to thank you. Uh, we appreciate what you do. You do. If you're ever in Oklahoma City, look up uh, Putnam City Baptist Church. Bill would love to have you visit on a Sunday and and come by and say you've, that you've listened to him on one of uh, our podcasts. So once again, Bill, thank you for being a part of this. And we want to encourage everyone to go back and listen to the previous six podcasts. Once again, it was an introduction, podcast one, podcast two, common purpose, number three, clear roles, number four, accepted leadership, number five, effective processes, number six, solid relationships, and this podcast, number seven, excellent communication. Thank you for listening to us. If we can help you as an association, we would love to. You can find us at sanantoniobaptist.org. We'll catch you next time on a follow-up podcast. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Talks podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.